Hi, and welcome to episode 44 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And today I'm thinking a little bit about detoxing for my all-cookie holiday diet. I mean, no regrets, but I just like, I feel like I need some vitamins before I develop rickets or something. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm (laughs) Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking. For my family of five and same, Kate, same. Yeah. (laughs) I went back to work and I was like, oh, there's no cookies here? (laughs) What? That's all I eat (laughs) now. It's like, how am I going to make my day? It's sad. It's sad. All right. But our goal with this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. So here's how this works. Like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet chefs, all over the World Wide Web. We have these recipes, tips, the smorgasbord, and the shopping list on our website, dinnersisters.com. You can also get them sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter if you'd like to preview the recipes before listening. So this week's recipes were caldo verde soup, which is a Portuguese kale soup from Lita's Culinaria, spaghetti aglia e olio with lots of kale from the kitchen and frisee salad with pears and manchango from Real Simple. Yeah. So if you're on social media the past week or so, um, when this episode airs, which is the beginning of January, you'll see, I feel like everyone's talking about their resolutions or they're saying, I'm not going to do resolutions this year. I'm doing intentions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In any case. Yeah. A lot of them have to do with diet or curiosities was the latest one that I saw. Oh, man. That's a lot for me. <laughs> anyway, a lot of them, these curiosities, resolutions, what have you, have to do with diet. And don't worry, this is not a diet episode. Um, This is not all raw kale all the time. But we did think it would be a bad thing to kick off off the new year with some recipes that are full of healthy greens to help us get ready for the long winter ahead. Yeah, I think in general, both of us like recipes (laughs) that get a little bit more greens into our diets just year round, not in an extreme way. Just like normal great recipes that maybe are a little bit more green heavy that you can just have in your rotation. So I love that you found some for us. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I'm I'm excited too. So the first recipe that we have that fits the bill perfectly is one I Mm -hmm. found due to the Portuguese influence in Rhode Island. So one thing that I learned when I moved to the state is that um, there are quite a few Portuguese and Cape Verdean um, immigrants to the state, which is really fun mm-hmm. and is a culture I didn't know a lot about. And so this is um, part of that kind of like exploring the culture. I've eaten a lot of Portuguese kale soup um, in the years that I've been here, and oh. it's so delicious. So this, good. Yeah, this is my first time, I guess. Yeah. I didn't know this has been a thing for you, but that's fun. Yeah, it's like one of those lunch options, you know. I feel like they always have it on the menu. Um, And so in any case, it's a really comforting way to get our greens because there really is a lot of kale in this soup. So, Mm -hmm. But it's a pretty basic soup recipe, right? So first you brown your sausage. Um, In this case, it calls for linguiça or chorizo, um, which is Portuguese sausages. If you're not in a Portuguese-heavy place... (laughs) Mm-hmm. You might want to look for, which is nearly everywhere else, um, you might want to look for Spanish chorizo or um, kielbasa, I think would work fine here. I think you so, know? too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just brown it up, slice it into into coins, brown it up, and then you take the sausage out of the pan, add your onions, sweat them down a bit, 
add sliced garlic, cook that until fragrant, and then you add um, six potatoes that you've diced, dump the water in and broth, and then you just cook it until the potatoes are tender. Then for me, it gives you an option. But what I did is I you take about half the sausage back in, or not if you don't want to, and then you blend it all up, which I did with a stick blender, bring it up to a boil, and then you add in a pound and a half of mm-hmm. very thinly sliced kale. Um, which is as much as you think it is. It's a lot of kale. Uh, You cook for a couple minutes until the kale is tender, which is nice because you're not cooking this kale forever, which is also really good. And um, the writer does say, like most soups, this is better the next day. So I'm curious, Betsy, what did everyone think? Yeah. So first I'll say that I did find Spanish chorizo, which is a little bit firmer. You don't want to get the Mexican chorizo for this. No. Because that crumbles out of the casing. Yeah, you wouldn't. I mean, yeah. I'm sure it'd be delicious, but it wouldn't be the yeah, same kind true. of soup. You could put it, in, you could put the crumbles in or whatever, but it says to cut it up into coins. Mm-hmm. So I agree that the kielbasa would be a totally fine substitute and might be easier to find. Yeah. Um, so I really liked this. Ryan mm. really liked this. The kids did not love it, but oh. it was partially because I think they thought the chorizo was too spicy. Oh. And so I put the chorizo like in a little bowl on the side <laughs> so you could put it into your soup if you want because i tasted it and i was like oh i got kind of a spicy um, yeah blend or you know sausage blend and so if you don't if there's no sausage in the soup i think the soup is probably not i mean the sausage really is sausage what, makes it is really what makes it i mean it makes you feel like oh this is a delicious i love mm-hmm. the greens and the potatoes but that's really what makes it so um they kind of ate it but they didn't love it Ryan yeah. and I totally love this. So I okay. think if we made this maybe with like a less spicy turkey kielbasa or something like that, yeah, I could get the whole family to eat it and, and they'd be happy. Yeah, I, I think if you want the kielbasa route, I mean, my linguisa was mildly spicy, but I can see how your kids might find it actually a little little spicy. I'm not a Portuguese mm-hmm. sausage expert, um, and I know that I probably have some listeners that are, so I'd be curious to hear what they think. But yeah, kielbasa, I think, especially because it's a little milder. Um, I, by the way, have to mention a friend of mine who gifted me a stick blender, finally. Oh, that's right? a nice friend. Yeah. It was. So, my gosh, Audrey, like, hashtag blessed with that stick blender, made this <laughs> soup so much easier because i looked at it and i was like oh man if i had to pour this in a blender right now i thought of you when i was making this because i thought i wonder if kate got that stick blender because this is going to be a nightmare for her if she hasn't it's a lot of broth it's it's, a lot yeah yeah. this is a lot of soup but in a good way like i froze half of it and i went through james didn't really eat it he's in vacation eating mode right now and so he's been Mm kind of just eating hot dogs yeah but you know how that goes. I mean, I have no, this is no judgment because you and I eat nothing but cookies. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, totally. Totified. But I like this. I liked the soup. So you put, you froze half of it. I froze half of it. I think it'll freeze perfect. I, as you can probably tell from my voice, um, have been like dealing with this a horrible cold that I think I probably got from your kids um, or the plane, <laughs> you know, hard to yeah. say. I don't know. I think maybe once or twice, like, cough directly (laughs) to my mouth. So, (laughs) yeah. I mean, kids are just germ vectors. They are. And they're so cute. So it's worth it. They're adorable. They're the best. Um, But in any case, I, like, ate a lot of this. Like, I think I ate almost half, the entire half of the recipe. It was super good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I love this. Um, This is actually five out of five for me. I'm going to make it Yeah. 
I'm going to get a five out of five for us too, because Ryan and I really did eat a lot of this soup also. And we were just like, oh, this is so good because it feels like you're getting tons of greens. Mm-hmm. It's kind of comfort food. You get a little spicy kick with the chorizo. So it does it, it makes that kind of feels like you're eating a real meal, not just right. like, I don't know. Like brothy soup, soup, which sometimes, yeah, like a puree. Like my Molly Sims diet soup. Yeah, <laughs> this does not taste like that. Yeah. I would say this is like the other side of the coin from Mollison's Diet Soup. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways. And I will say if I, yeah, I would recommend blending the sausage in. If you've got people. I did not try that. That was added because you, you know, the sausage you said made it so savory um, Mm -hmm. when it was in, when you kind of like had it on the side. If you've got a sausage that you think your family can tolerate, um, it really, it felt weird to like blend sausage. Yeah. But it worked. Okay. I mean, there are a couple times the sausage ring got kind of caught in the blender and I just kind of knocked it out and kind of <laughs> kept going. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I thought it was delicious. And I was kind of like, hmm, I don't know if I'll like, you know, blend it up sausage, but I did. So, yeah. All right. Well, cool. Go. Great soup, Kate. I liked it. Let's mm-hmm. awesome. see what we have next up. We've got the spaghetti aglio e olio with lots of kale from the kitchen. Yeah, like I talked about before, I did want to kick off the New Year's with greens, but I think everyone is like getting enough of this whole thirty paleo content from other sources. That's not yeah. us, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's a pasta recipe. Love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take a pound and a half of kale. Again, greens heavy. Strip it from the stems and tear it into smallish pieces. You blanch it in boiling water for a couple minutes, then you pull it out. And then you keep that big pot of water going um, and you saute a couple of cloves of garlic and olive oil in a large saucepan. The garlic is whole, but you kind of like slowly pan roast it in the olive oil, breaking it up as it cooks. So it gets this like golden brown roasty garlic thing going. Mm-hmm. Then you add in the kale that you had blanched and salt. You cook that until tender. And then you add in your barely al dente pasta and you cook that together with some reserved pasta water until the pasta is done. You serve it with red pepper flakes, if you like it, and Parmesan cheese. So, I mean, what's not to love here? Yeah, I also really liked this. Also not a huge hit with the kids, but I, I was, was wondering. This one I wasn't like, mm. Yeah. Um, well, I will say, too, that the, the kids on the soup, I forgot to mention this. Grant <laughs> was like, I think the soup would be better if you kept the potatoes but then replace the kale with some pasta. And I was like, <laughs> well, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, That's so like that- how we wanted, do we wanted that ice cream sauce once? Like- yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's like, you know what would be great. Um, so then when they found out we were having like a super kale heavy pasta. Oh no. Like two days later, <laughs> he was like, um, no thanks, mom. This, mm. so anyways, I made this and then I just kind of served them some pasta with sauce sure. and cheese on the side. I thought it was great. Again, I I see the appeal of like just loading a bunch of greens mm-hmm. into a pasta dish the same way the spicy chorizo kind of helped the soup along. Right. The pasta kind of helps the kale along in a way that makes it just just nice to eat at the end of the day and you don't right. feel like you are um 
It doesn't feel like punishment, right? No, and it feels and I like don't think it healthy should. Food. Yeah, yeah. I think what we're going for here too in this podcast is things that you enjoy eating and right. that are delicious and that you can eat normally every day in right. just a delicious, healthy way. Which I thought this this kind of fit the bill, and I wanted to make sure I used the um, red pepper flakes and the parmesan mm-hmm. and the heavy garlic and things like that, which was kind of were strong flavors. So yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I I agree. I really liked this. But Mm -hmm. like you were saying, this was strong. This was very garlicky, which I thought was delicious. James and I had it. And then I looked at him and I was like, well, good thing we're both eating this. Right. (laughs) It was really garlicky. So if you're going, if this is, if you're like, what should I make for a first date? I would not not choose this dish. Yeah. Yeah. But if you like kale, you like garlic, you like a little spice, this is delightful. Yeah, and, and it's um, kind of thrifty. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's not that expensive. I mean, we pasta. I splurged and bought a little more expensive pasta, but that just means I spent five dollars on pasta instead of one dollar on pasta. Oh, mom's you know? gonna die that you spent five dollars <laughs> on pasta. I can't believe I admitted that. <laughs> it may air. have been more than five, mom. It may have been more than five. Oh, she's oh, gonna die. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> I actually have this recipe. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. Because I don't like reheated pasta. It's just like a thing. I don't find it delicious. And I was like, yeah. eh, it's easier to just make this twice if I want to make it again than like reheat it, um, yeah. which worked great. You know, yes. I didn't use like a half a clove of garlic because it calls for five cloves. I just used like two big ones. That's mm-hmm. fine. You know, um, it was perfectly garlicky. Um, yeah. Th- so this recipe was a four out of five for me. Four out of five for me, too. I like nice. this one. Okay, so our last recipe of the week is a frisée salad with pears and manchango from Real Simple. Yeah, this is a recipe you kind of picked, Betsy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I misremembered it when we made it and ended up making a slightly different recipe than the one you wanted to make. But I I feel like we got the same wheelhouse. Yeah, Yeah. it's kind of in the same same category. In any case, um, we made a salad when we were in Oshkosh for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And our brother had made this amazing ham. Oh, my God. That ham was really good. It was good. Yeah, Yeah. Christmas ham. Christmas ham, some dinner rolls from Piggly Wiggly, mm-hmm. which are always delicious, and made it eight, good. probably six. Yeah. Um, she likes those rolls. She does. <laughs> <laughs> so this salad, the ham, some dinner rolls, we were set. This was fun. Um, Maid and I actually made this together, and she mm-hmm. smacked all the po- pomegranate seeds out and, you know, did all the stuff, and you mixed the dressing. So it was a, it was a family affair. Yeah. Uh, this is a frisée salad. Which is that super fine curly leaf lettuce, you know? Mm-hmm. It's very, very curly. Um, I had two small heads that I tore up and then slices of pear, pomegranate seeds, and manchego cheese. The dressing is a really simple vinaigrette. Mustard, sherry vinegar, olive oil, salt and pepper. Um, you toss it all together and you're set. This was simple, but I thought it was a hit. Yeah, everyone loved this at dinner when we were together. And I think that cheese pear pomegranate is a great combination in a salad. And it just mm-hmm. reminds you, you know, of a lot of that kind of winter salad with the fruit cheese yep. kind of citrus or fruit cheese pomegranate, that kind of combination. Right. Which I like. It's just, yeah. You know. It's good. And it yeah. was nice with the ham, right? Because I think the ham ham is a little fatty. And so you've got that bitter greens and acid from the fruit, mm-hmm. um, which really was delicious. I I really like this. I feel like I've had a version of the salad at plenty of restaurants in the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yep. like the winter salad. But but that doesn't make this any less delicious. And I've certainly never made this at home. So 
The only downside is the ingredients aren't exactly thrifty. Yes. You know? Yep. Mm-hmm. But so this for is more of a special occasion, right? For a dinner party or a holiday, or you're just like in a treat yourself moment. You're trying to get yourself to eat more salads, and you're like, "I'll do it if they salads are like special." Mm-hmm. Here you go. Uh, this is a four out of five for me. How'd you rate it? Yeah, I'm giving it a four out of five for me. Also, a good reminder to use those, like you said, kind of winter lettuces, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. Yeah. yeah. So, Betsy, I think for me, the winner has to be the Caldo Verde. Delicious. Ooh, so good. Me, Hit the spot. Me too. I I was really happy about that. I had not had it before. And I will definitely make that again. Nice. So if any of these recipes sound good, make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at dinnersisters.com. There you'll find links to all the recipes, any tips or techniques we discussed, as well as a link to our shopping list spreadsheet. If you'd like to chat more with us, uh, please join our Facebook group. We are always talking about something over there. We're at Dinner Sisters Podcast. All right, Kate, so this week with the Smorgasbord, we are continuing our theme of greens. Yeah, I mean, let's just go full on, right? Yeah. Um, You and I were actually, and I thought about this because you and I over Christmas were talking about your newest lunch option, and I thought Mm -hmm. you should share it with listeners because it sounded like such a great idea. Yeah, so speaking of kind of um, being healthy in a moderate but not crazy way. Realistic. Realistic way, yeah. We were talking about how I have kind of gotten into this bad habit of occasionally skipping lunch Mm. and then kind of having like a snacky, unhealthy late afternoon breakdown, which is not good. (laughs) Yeah, Um, been there. Been there. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. You're like, how did I eat all this cheese? Yeah, right. yeah, and it's just – and you don't feel good. And usually before you get to the cheese snacking, you're, like, super angry. And then you're like, yeah. fine, I'm just going to go in my pantry and eat something. And you're just – you know, skipping lunch for me is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. But I – um, you know, my kids are at school. I work from home during the day. And then I go out and try and run errands or do other things. Mm-hmm. And so I it's just – it's too tempting to not stop. So what I have been doing is – a couple times a week, when I feel like I'm heading down that road, I make a smoothie, which I've never done in my life before. But I know. I was like, I almost this. fell off my chair. Mom looked at you like you grew a third head. Yes. Right. Because <laughs> it's very, it's very out of my, out of the box for me. Yeah. But I heard, great. yeah, I heard this nutritionist, her name is Kelly Levesque. Well, um, we can link to her website. Great. On another podcast, because on that website, she has a lot of smoothie recipes, and they're the ones I've been using. Oh, and great. she calls them Fab Four Smoothies. Nice. Which is similar to this, like, Molly Sims stuff. I don't know. It just feels so ridiculous. But <laughs> Fab Four Smoothies. There's right. fat, fiber, greens, and protein, and that's her four. Oh, Okay. And so what she does is in her ingre- – like in the list of things to put in the smoothie, it kind of – it's supposed to be kind of balanced out, right? Mm-hmm. So what I did is I bought some vanilla protein powder and then I got chia seeds, some coconut oil, almond milk, and a handful of spinach. And I blend that up in my with my stick blender in a big plastic tumbler that I have. Okay. So I am not right. using like – I'm not taking my blender out every day or washing it. Yeah. Like, it's just like, takes 30 seconds. I will say I get my chia seeds, the 
coconut oil and the almond milk and the spinach all from Aldi's. So yeah. it's not like it's yeah, it's it's not breaking the bank. And um And you like good. it. I like it. I didn't think I would like it, but I do like this nice. as like a um a kind of a backup lunch option. So. Right. And I think what's nice about your smoothies, sometimes they get like almost to be the edge of dessert, right? Because there's like mm-hmm. 12 mangoes in there and three bananas, which you might as well just like have a piece of cake. And that's what she says. So she's like, if you just throw a whole bunch of fruit in your smoothies, you're going to have like a sugar crash mm. in a half an hour or something. So I do have like some frozen raspberries sometimes and I'll throw, I don't know just a small little five or six of those in there. And it really like flavors that whole thing up. But the majority of it is the handful of spinach and the chia seeds and the almond milk and stuff like that. So anyways, we'll link to her or we'll link to her website with the ingredients. And I wouldn't say like, this isn't, I'm doing this all the time, but this is maybe like three, three or four times a week. I will either have one of these yeah. for breakfast or a lunch if I'm feeling like it. Yeah, I feel like a lot of our listeners probably are in the same boat as you. So it's always nice yeah. to have some options that are easy, but also healthy and, and don't make you feel like awful by three. You know? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah. I mean, years ago, I subscribed to a smoothie box, which was crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> I think a friend <laughs> asked me, it was like, do you want a free box? And then I did it for a couple months. I got a little smoothied out. That's a lot of smoothies for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I did get a really good tip, which is if you're blending tougher greens like kale or whatever, mm-hmm. even chard or something like that, first blend the greens with whatever liquid you plan to use. Okay. So you're almost making this like green smoothie base. Before you add in the rest of your ingredients, so you don't like overprocess your smoothie if you want it to be thick and icy. Kate, what is your greens tip? Yeah, well, while I'm going to make my recovering from cookies all day suggestion, basically. So the breakfast salad, it's pretty simple. You poach or soft boil a couple eggs, shred or tear the lettuce up, kale, whatever, Um, pile it all in a bowl. If you have tahini and hot sauce, I like that as a dressing, or some yogurt thinned with lemon juice and salt. Sometimes I just use salad dressing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I have some leftover roasted veggies, I'll throw those in there as well. Uh, so it's basically just a salad with poached eggs. Yeah, that sounds good. It's a nice way to kind of switch things up. If I have leftover roasted veggies, I'll throw those in there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes nice, because sometimes I feel like I get in a rut with spinach eggs. Like Oh, yeah. You know, to make something with little greens. Um, plus mornings aren't a great for a green smoothie for me. James sleeps later than I do. And the Ninja Blender, I have learned from experience. I did this only once. I was like, it can't be that loud. I turned it on. He shot out of bed, Betsy. Like I, (laughs) it's like, what is that? (laughs) Oh, um, wake up, call green smoothie time, James. <laughs> <laughs> it's the smoothie time. He's not super amused with that. Yeah, so yeah. I've got to limit my smoothies to awake hours, which okay. is fine. Fair enough. Um, so hence the breakfast salad. And um, I think it's delicious. So if you're looking for a way to get some extra veggies in, eating a little healthier, might be an option. But I love your smoothie too, Betsy. Yeah. Well, so we would love to hear any greens tips, recipes, tricks, all that stuff in the Facebook group that you might be doing. I feel like most people mm-hmm. have a way that they just kind of work in some extra greens into 
into what they're eating. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to we'd love to hear about that there. So if you're on there, let us know. If you're not, join us. We'd love to have you. Yeah. All right. So coming up next week, we are going to do some vegetarian dishes that are just right for dinner. And Kate, I am really looking forward to trying my hand at this seg paneer that we yes. got from the Food Network <sighs> because it is an all-time favorite dish of mine that I've never made at home. Yes. I mean, this was a special request of yours, so I'm looking forward to making it too. It's mm-hmm. it's like definitely one of my favorites. And I am also looking forward to a recipe for latkes that has a bit of a twist. Yeah, that'll be fun. All right. So that's what's for dinner. See you next time on The Dinner Sisters. We will save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com for show notes, grocery lists, and other fun stuff. And if you have some dinner ideas, you can always send us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com or find us at the Dinner Sisters on Facebook and we will 100% reply to you. Lastly, as per usual, as maybe a New Year's favor, would you review and subscribe? That's how people get to know us. You click on those little stars, maybe write something nice like, Kate and Betsy are amazing. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to give you things to say, but that's like a suggestion. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Thanks and happy eating.